This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. When we think about art and in particular television, it's usually a way of escape, right? It's it's the place that we go to get away from everything, and especially in this time, you know, a lot of us are going down deep rabbit holes uh, to just get out of our own headspace of the reality of life. So when Lovecraft Country launched and debuted on HBO, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm here for it. You know, Jordan Peele's attached, J.J. Abrams, I've watched just about everything he's done on television. And then it was Misha Green, the woman that, did, that gave us Underground? Okay, I'm in. First episode, I'm like, all right, white people are monsters. Okay, I can, I can roll with this. It's weird. It's sci-fi. But as each episode started to unfold, I saw something and I said, man, this, this has to be the way we do television. We do art. We do movies and music. There has to be a way to crack open in people this notion of questioning what it is we're doing here. And so as Lovecraft Country took us out of the sundown towns into uh, a space where, oh, you're moving into a neighborhood with white people and this is how they act. Well, here, we got something for you. And then their ancestors who are coming together to fight racism in the basement. What? Wait a minute. Okay, now I could put on a different skin. <laughs> I could put on a different skin and pay back all of the things. And then, and then walk into my purpose because my confidence now is through the roof. But the episode that messed me up or got me correct, episode seven, I am. For a number of years I've been, um, and, I, and I share this and I'm gonna share a piece that I, I did uh, recently on my radio show where I talked about this notion of I am. It's kind of been the blueprint of my life for the last, I wanna say decades since I met Dick Gregory. And I've always been someone who said that words are powerful. What you say manifests. You know, um, if you are a person that is spiritual and you read your Bible, you know, uh, in John it says, in the beginning was the word and the word became flesh. When I started studying the Bible, those, that, that, that scripture has been with me because uh, it, it means that uh, not just that God said, let there be light, and there was, and God said, let the, you know, God, but God said something, and it was in the saying that the manifestation came, right? It was in the saying that, so in the beginning was the word, and the word became flesh. That meant something so powerful to me, and then you get to James and, and the other scriptures later on, and it says life and death, life and death is, is in the power of the tongue, and you go, wow, you know, every time I say something, those words will not return void. That's also scripture, right? So as you think about what you say out of your mouth, about who you are, about where you are, about what you want, about what you like and don't like, I'm tired. I can't stand fill in the blank. I hate fill in the blank. This is, you know, whatever you say out of your mouth, you are making it into creation. So, you know, when I discovered that, um, and even before Dick Gregory told me that everything that comes after the two words I am, 
you're attributing to God. That stunned me. I was like, oh, wait a minute. My God is big. My God is never tired. My God is never hungry. My God is never weary. My God is never weak or scared. And I'm not saying that you can't have fear in life because, you know, fear is, is the thing that, uh, that uh, allows us to make some decisions sometimes that are in our favor, fight or, fight or flight, you know, all of that. The fear that you feel in your, the pit of your stomach is a warning. That's good. But you don't not do something because you're afraid, you know, that's cowardice. So, you know, as I was thinking about the title of episode seven of Lovecraft Country and the weird intergalactical, like, what are we, what journey are we taking on here, Misha Green? Uh, Where are we going? Where are you taking us? I was floored. And I am now anything that Misha Green does. And I was, I was like, reading up on her. I was like, what? brought her to this place to have this imagination to 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 deliver these messages and it's what she did in underground but that was so literal because that was slavery and that was something that we've been taught to understand but to take it in this supernatural space but not really because the the journey of Hippolyta through these different worlds was really a journey through herself of discovery it was so powerful so I had to talk about it on the radio, but if you're not watching Lovecraft Country or if you think it's a little too weird, get beyond the monsters and the goblins and the ghosts and the, you know, the weird things that go bump in the night and maybe there's a vampire or two. I don't know whether uh, <laughs> whether that, that woman is a vampire or a shapeshifter who can put on people's bodies and skins or what have you. I don't know, but those are distractions, which I think in life we're going to have them, right? There, there's like that person that said something to you or this thing that's happening on your job or, or yeah, there's racism and we have a horrible president. Okay, yes. What can you do about it? And what are you willing to do about it? And what are you willing to speak into creation for yourself? What are you naming yourself? Who are you? And what's your purpose? Like all of those things you have control over. The monsters and the goblins and the ghosts and the things that go bump in the night that stop you from your purpose, so to speak, but they don't. Can they really stop you? If you walk into it with a knowledge of who you are, with the ancestors holding hands around you, nah, you can't be stopped. And I feel like in many ways I've lived my life that way. So it makes me smile inside when I see that and I see it manifested in, through art that I didn't even expect to want to know. So I want to thank Misha Green publicly. <laughs> For, for bringing us Lovecraft Country and this discussion that I had after, you know, after watching episode seven, I uh, hope you enjoy. Let me know what you think. Follow me on Twitter at Karen Hunter with the hashtag uh, Lovecraft, the hashtag podcast. So I know this is what you're talking about. Uh, and let's let's have a discussion about it. Who are you? Who are you? And where are you in the world? Where do you want to see yourself? Where are you going? Up next my discussion about Lovecraft Country, episode seven. I hope you enjoy. I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you what's your name and where do you want to be? I was watching Lovecraft Country, and if you're not watching Lovecraft Country, there's no shame in it. I'm not going to give away too much of this series. I just want to say this, that Misha Green, who was one of the creators or the creator of Underground, which did not get picked up, even though it was one of the most groundbreaking television shows I've ever seen. Uh, everything that she didn't get to do with Underground, she seems to have uh, infused it into Lovecraft Country. And this latest episode, this latest episode featuring uh, Mississippi's own brilliant Ingenue Ellis. Ingenue Ellis, who, if she doesn't win all of the awards 
next award season, there shouldn't even be an award season. I want to talk about her for a little bit because I think in her depiction this week, uh, there's a lot of things happening, and I feel like projecting into the future, first of all, all of the superficiality that has been the hallmark of the last 20 years, all of the the concern of, you know, is my ass big enough? Do I have enough injections in my lips, my eyelashes? Uh, how thick do my eyebrows need to be? What about the breast implants and the nails and the hair and the hair and the hair and the hair and all of the things that have nothing to do with who you are as a person and all of the billions of dollars spent to look like somebody other than yourself? That is all out the window. Let me just say this woman was naked in this episode this week and didn't give a damn. And as an actress, I sat there, I was like, she is naked and it doesn't matter because what she's doing in this episode is beyond something so superficial as her titties. And I was like, this is amazing. This is amazing. First of all, she's an incredible actress, but this episode, it, the, the name of it was, I am the name of it was I am. So in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of the racial unrest, in the midst of Trump being president of the United States, it still really comes back to who you are and what your role is and what your place is in the universe. And in this case, the galaxy, which is where I'm living among the stars. I'm Karen Hunter and I'm an architect, a builder, a maker of lanes, a creator of homes and seats. I'm not begging for a seat at your table. I'll create my own, my own home with my own tables. I'm not begging for your crumbs. I'm so much bigger than that. I can bake. I got ingredients and I'll make my own cake. And if I don't have enough ingredients, I got a community where I can borrow an egg. See, that's what communities do. I can borrow an egg. If I need some milk, I can borrow it because I have something that someone else needs because that's what community building looks like. How big are you? I just wanted to say a few things from this late, latest episode. Uh, I am freedom. She says in this, all I ever was was the exact kind of Negro woman white people wanted me to be. I feel like they just found a smarter way to lynch me without me noticing the noose. That ran through me because I've been having this conversation with people in my life about, and, I, and I've been having it on the air, <laughs> and I, I don't think it's resonating with the depth in which I'm, I'm meaning it to land, and that is, you know, when I talk about us being concerned about equal rights, you don't demand equality from people because you're already equal. You, you, you can't demand something that you already are. You just be it. And I know for, for folk who are suffering under the yoke of something right now, that doesn't seem like, you know, well, yeah, there are laws and there are this and there are that. Yeah, you create the world you want to live in. You be the thing that you are. But if you don't know who you are, then, then how do you become that, right? So I think part of this quest, this thing called life, is to discover that. And it's something I have a discussion with my students about quite frequently. But I think that's a conversation each and every person listening to my voice should have with themselves. Who are you? What is your name? How big are you? And there was a poignant scene, and again, I don't want to give away too much, but she talks about the world that she was in. Allow, she allowed herself to be small in a world. And I think about all of the people listening right now, and, and yes, there are, there, there's decorum and there are ways in which we carry ourselves in public and on the job, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Yes, those are good manners. 
home training, they call it, right? But there's another thing that we do, and I, I did it for a very small period of time in my life, which is, you know, I've always been, you know, I'm 5'10", I was 5'10 at 12, so I've always been a physical presence. I've always had this voice. And, you know, I'm like, be quiet, be quiet. You're making too much noise. You talk too much. You know, that was always on my report card. Needs improvement in, in the, you know, I talk too much. And I think about that. For a little bit of time, I, I contemplated <laughs> not talking so much, not being so big, you know, underplaying, being self-deprecating because it made other people feel comfortable. And I had a conversation this weekend with Dr. Greg Carr, and I said, yeah, I am okay. Not just okay, I think it is your, your job. And I know this sounds horrible to make people uncomfortable, meaning if two people are in a room and one of them has to be uncomfortable, it shouldn't be you. That's, that's the conclusion that I came to. It should, I shouldn't be uncomfortable so that you're comfortable. And if your discomfort is the way I look, that's a you problem that you have to confront and fix. So I just want to thank uh, the folk at Lovecraft Country because uh, they gave me life. Uh, and I, I didn't know I needed that episode, but I absolutely did. And it was all about freedom and exploration and everything. And as we, you know, tiptoe into November, uh, and I firmly believe, I, I believe that, that Joe Biden is going to win, but I do think that uh, that might actually be the worst outcome in terms of unrest. Ah, but that's, that's just how I see it, right? That, that this country is fissured in ways that many of us don't know. And that's the other thing, right? There was a scene, uh, again, I don't want to give away too much, but the, the, the character played by Ingenue is in a time period where everything is going well and she meets Josephine Baker. And I think about Josephine Baker and she was one of the wealthiest women, one of the most storied women, successful women. And she died broke because at some point, if you're not taking care of your future self, the party ends. It doesn't just continue to go on and on. Life changes. Things are ever changing. You have to always be ahead of the change or at least see it and make provisions for it. A storm is coming. When they tell you a hurricane's coming, if you don't board up your home and go get water and you could be out there on your ass not ready. Well, we're in the midst of a storm right now. But telling y'all for six years is coming. What's your game plan? All right. I just had to get that off my chest. So thank you for indulging me. Um, and if you haven't watched Lovecraft Country, I'm sorry. Uh, I probably gave away way too much. But I had to say it.